Hello and welcome to this World Cup special edition of the Level Playing Field podcast. My name is Liam Bird and I am the fan liaison officer at the organisation. Thousands of miles away, the Middle Eastern country of Qatar is hosting the first ever Winter World Cup. A World Cup that has been shrouded with controversy regarding its human rights record. This tournament will see over a million fans enter Qatar and some of them, of course, will be disabled. But has disability access and inclusion been spoken about enough at this World Cup? Is there enough information to support a disabled person who might be deciding to attend this tournament? And what lessons can be learned regarding access and inclusion from this World Cup moving forward, if any? To answer those questions as well as more, I'll be talking to two football fans. One of them is Anthony Joy, a man who has travelled the world watching England football team, Arsenal and the England cricket team. But he has decided that he's going to miss this tournament. But first, I'll be speaking to Ian Thomas, who is making the trip to Qatar to experience his first major tournament. And this is actually Wales' first entry into the World Cup in 60 plus years. As we speak, we're only three days out from the first ever Winter World Cup and in, and uh, down the screen is um, Ian, who will be going to Wales' first World Cup in 64 years. I mean, how are you feeling? Excited. It's been a long time coming, a very long time. It must be unusual that the first World Cup you've gone to in 64 years is going to be in the middle of what is normally a, uh, a packed season. Yeah, it's not a normal World Cup anyway. It's the first one in the Middle East. It's, it's all new. And in a winter especially, it's got to be a bit strange because obviously I'm so used to it being in, in the summer. And obviously the build-up has been a lot quieter than it normally would be. So is this your first major tournament you've gone to? Obviously the Euros have been fortunate yeah. enough to, to go to the past two Euros. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. Uh, too ill to travel in 2016 and then COVID last year. So so how are you feeling then um, as a disabled supporter going to Qatar? Do you have any worries? Do you have any concerns? Are you quite excited? Yeah, it's a bit apprehensive, obviously. You know, I've never gone to a tournament before. Very excited. I'm like a kid at Christmas with it all, you know, after all the near misses, all the heartache, all the misery over the years. I mean, it took me 13 games to see a score a goal away from home, but I was able bodies to go all the time. And then, um, so yeah, the excitement is there, obviously. Apprehensions ready. What's it going to be like? Is it going to be probably accessible? The, the hotel we're in, I, I couldn't afford disabled adapted places. Like £300 a night was the cheapest room for an accessible room. So it's going to be a case of crawling in and out of a shower. Do you know what? Once in a lifetime opportunity. So how many games are you going to out there? All the Wales games and then a couple of others an extra on top. So just for the group games, that is it. No more. So how have you found like finding information for yourself regarding accessibility, ah, where you can go? It's been, hard. it's been really hard to be fair. You know, there's, there's um, not a lot of literature on it. When you do email them, they're a nightmare to get hold of and get back to you. So it's just been... Is this FIFA you're talking about? Yeah, it's just been going into a blind, basically, a lot of it. You know, you're hoping for the best. Going into the unknown, so we'll play it by year, so to speak. You know, there's not a lot more we can do at this stage, especially. Just so I understand, you know, so, you know very little so. about the venues. You know very little about the transport, and you're in a non-accessible hotel. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. Uh, the information I got is all metro is accessible, but we're 20 minutes away from any of this metro. I bet. It's just, you know, it's that I try and get hold of them, try and get in access, I try and get in an accessible room, but it was just too expensive. Are you traveling with a, a PA or a friends? Friends, yeah. 
travel with friends, so it's not so bad. You know, like, don't get me wrong, they'll help me in every way they, they can, like, you know, so that's that's something at least I'm not used to travelling anymore. So apprehensive about taking a chair on the uh, plane and stuff. And like I said, it's once in a lifetime. And especially with the size of the country being so small, the venue so close, I don't think I could have made another tournament next one's in America. They're so vast. For me to travel around there would be an absolute nightmare. Essentially what you're saying is that you're quite willing to put all your necessary access needs to one side to just go and watch a game of football and see Wales in the World Cup. My dream since I was a small boy, used to watch all the teams on the telly, you know, I'm thinking one day we'll be there, you know, being there with Paul Bowden missed the penalty, all the near misses. It's not going to be comfortable, it's not going to be pleasant, but it's a lifelong dream I have, you know, it's, it's something which I have to be able to achieve. If that makes sense, you know, it's it's been a lifelong goal. I missed out on 2016 because I was in a hospital. I missed out on various other things, but it, it is like a once in a lifetime opportunity, and I'll never be able to do it again because my condition gets worse all the time. So, you know, I'm gonna try and push myself this once, and I can always look back and say I've done it. Do you think it's fair though in 2022 that a disabled supporter is having to sacrifice so much? to go and watch his country play in what is seen as the football tournament? No, but life isn't fair, unfortunately. I get it up here, like when I get on a bus, people will jump in front of you and refuse to move disabled seats. You have people on the train arguing because they don't want to give up their seats. It happens in every walk of life, not just not just here. I've already been in a chair full-time since 2015. I never knew before the struggles that that it come with being in a chair. You know, I'd like to put provisions in place. I mean, the cost of the hotel for an accessible room was just extortionate. You're almost excluded in that sense. But, you know, with help of others, I found a way around it. They are helping make my dream come true. Do you know of any other disabled people going to the World Cup? No, I don't know. And has this been a conversation with your friends regarding if they're going... Obviously, there's there's loads of things that have come up regarding Qatar. We can go into it like LGBT, uh, human rights abuses. Like, are they conversations you're having with friends in the pub regarding the World Cup? Yeah, a lot of friends wouldn't go, and a lot of friends aren't going for that reason. Uh, loads are going to like Tenerife and things like that instead of watching it over there. Uh, good luck to them. You know, they've got the reasons, and you know, I'm the first to say I'm a hypocrite, and I've sacrificed my morals in the sense that to go watch a game of football. You know, these things need to be talked about. These things need to be addressed, certainly. But <laughs> there's bigger people than me need to have these conversations, if that makes sense. If something does go wrong regarding, as in your access needs aren't met inside the stadium, do you know who to approach to raise these issues? I've got FSF, Corky, uh, Vince and so on. I'll go from there, basically, because they're the first point of contact whenever gone on wheels over the years or Cardiff, what have you. They'd always be the first point of contact. For that reason, you know, in case anything goes wrong, I wouldn't. I generally have no idea. Otherwise, I generally, like I said, it's, it's all in the dark. The whole thing. So I've not been assured that you know it's all wheelchair accessible, as friendly and things like that. Can I can uh, I ask who's who's assured who's assured you? The literature itself, not a lot on there, but they're saying you know going above and beyond this that and the other. So you've got to take the word for it, unfortunately. And do you think there's been enough of a conversation regarding disability? And and I mean this in obviously and rightfully the conversation regarding LGBTQ plus supporters going to Qatar and and the human rights uh, abuses that are, are connected to that. But it seems that also 
because that conversation is so large that maybe disability hasn't been spoken about enough? Um, I don't think it's a conversation has been had anywhere, to be honest, because there's so many overriding factors politically taken into account. I don't think that that has even cropped up. I don't think in any way, shape or form, I don't think there's been a real discussion. I haven't seen anything myself to suggest that there's been a discussion or anything like that in regards to it. I think because there's so much controversy surrounding every aspect of this World Cup, it's not been even put in a conversation anywhere. Well, Ian, it's good to talk to you. I hope you have a, a great World Cup. I, I, I hope you do lose to England. But apart from that, I hope <laughs> the rest of it goes well. Um, and if it's okay, will you come back on after you've been and let us know how it's how it was and and uh, let us know what you experienced? Will do, no worries. Perfect. Thank you so much, Ian. And uh, I hope you have a safe flight and enjoy it, man. Cheers. Take care. So we are recording on Wednesday the 23rd of November and the World Cup is in full swing. On Friday the 18th, I spoke to a Welsh disabled fan who has decided to go to Qatar. Today, I'm speaking to a very well-travelled man and his name is Anthony Joy. And how are you, my friend? I'm very well, Liam. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Before we start kicking on about the World Cup and your reasons for not going, I'm interested to know what you thought about Infantino's comments his I feel comment. It was genuinely shocking. I'm not surprised, but it was, it did sort of stop me in my tracks, as it were. I, th- I think a lot of people have called it tone deaf. And I, I just think whoever the PR person that's written that speech really needs looking at, looking at themselves. I don't know whether it's insulting, whether it's so far away from the mark. Um, very, um, you know, disingenuous, I think, of, any protected characteristic wouldn't any and he nearly covered all of them to be honest with you for disabled football fans of any category or 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 type i i think if you had any respect to fifa as a football fan you've probably lost it now so so let's let's talk about the world cup then because as i kind of mentioned at the top of the show you you are a person who has traveled the world to, to watch sport you, i mean you follow the england cricket team you follow your football club arsenal you've been to away games for england why have you decided for this one this world cup you've gone now nah, i'm going to give it a miss i guess my the decision for that was was pretty much set 12 years ago when 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 the the selection of 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 who was hosting the the tournament was pretty much set. It, w- it was just not something on, on my list to do, to go to that part of the world. And as we've got closer, particularly in the last 12 months, to you know, when it came to actually booking tickets and um, and accommodation and flights and what have you, I, I, it, it, again, it didn't change my mind. It didn't really draw, it didn't draw me in. And, and this, the World Cup on day four or five as we speak, hasn't really got me yet for various reasons, which I'm sure we'll go on to. It was not something I really wanted to go and see the World Cup in this scenario. I've been to, you know, the 98 in France, 2006 Germany and, and Euros in, in uh, France and, and Ukraine. I'm fascinated and see the culture and how different countries meet together and, and what have you. Just in this one, it, it just didn't grab me. It didn't. And I think, the, as you say, I've, I've, I've gone to, to follow on cricket tours across the continents and and you know having been to all the Arsenal European games this season alone it was it was more actually there was a financial element just for me given the the cost of living um uh, challenges we all face um and it, it was it was almost an easy decision 
not to even wobble, even to think, oh, maybe I can, you know. But it was a, it was a, it was a long um, established decision when the draw was was made in, in 2010 or whatever it was. Did you even try and investigate if, like, what what would be available <clears throat> for you? And if you did, where did you find that information? Not in stadiums, no. I, I, I can't say I, I did look. Um, I, I I did have a cursory look at flights in about May or June, I think, just in case. Um, and when I saw them, you know, and, and the limited sort of choice you had at that time, it was probably quite price uh, prohibitive, really. And and um, when I've since obviously looked at hotels for the same sort of time, it was very expensive. So it it made it the choice for me um, a little bit easier because financially was 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 difficult do you think it needs to be written into any major competition that there is enough accessible features to the city or or the country for it to be able to host it so what i mean by that is like public transport uh the hotel accommodation a certain percentage of, of the bars are, are, are step free like things like that do you think that should be considered into the the fifa proposal I, it would be nice um i i think uh, Real, realistic terms, I think it's probably unlikely, with the exception of transport. I think ground transport and you know by public transport should be you know accessible. Um, bars, hotels. I think it's it's a nice thing to do, but could I honestly say I would expect FIFA to ensure that? I'm not sure I would. I, I think what I would enjoy is is where you know certainly in a stadium, and I know there've been a lot of state you know the, the stadium's been built you know for um, for accessible uh, you know un, uninfringed um, view, viewing uh, points if 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 you're if, you, if you're blind or partially sighted you've got uh, audio uh, descriptive commentary sensory rooms or whatever it might be that that's the one hundred and one I think that you FIFA should be pres- uh, prescribing that. I think accommodation that they've they've arranged themselves, so not in a hotel, like the fan villages that exist. You know, I've looked at that in the last ten days, and you think, "Thank God, I don't. I'm not going," because I mean, that would that just looks it, one. I mean, I, I did have a look when we were preparing for this podcast. I did have a bit of a look on that. You know, if I had a ticket, and you know, what information could I find from those fan villages? And I can find any. Well, it would I'll... literally be send an email, and then we'll come back to you. Well, that's going to be my question to you is, did did you do any kind of like morbid uh, investigation to see actually how much information's out there? If you are a disabled person, you decide to go. Did you find anything if you did that? Well, the tickets are all sold out, apparently. That's what I found out. So, you know, if it's, it's a resale thing. Um, ironically, the games that I have watched, you could see where what evidently looked like uh, wheelchair viewing spots and they were all empty. So that's interesting. Um, and uh, like I say, I've I, I looked at the fan village to try and say what, you know, could you a picture of what an accessible room is? And bear in mind, some of them are tents or yeah. you know, sort of gazebo type thing. And well, I think that probably made my mind up. I'm just going to close the laptop at that point. Um, so no is the answer. I didn't go very far than about 10 minutes worth. Like I said, you, you've tr- you've travelled the world. You, you've been to loads of international tournaments. I'm interested to know, like, when it works well, what does that look like? Oh, uh, wow. Um, I guess, sorry, sorry if, if you go to... Uh, when I went to cricket into Australia, um, you know, it's, I, I'm not sure if it's enshrined in law there, but you know, the accessibility for for you know public transport, um, the stadium, you know, it's accessible to different different you know tiers of, of seating. You had a choice. Um, with that comes cost. You know, the more sort of better view, as it were, you pay slightly more. Um, 
but equally, it's it, it, you know the, the the mass general allocation has accessible seating built in there as well um, that you can see without being obstructed. So I think Australia is. I, I just find it very strange that the football World Cup has never reached there, um, given you know it's accessible. The state the stadium is already there or could be be used. Um, so in terms of the carbon footprint and not you know making it sustainability, I think is already there because of the sporting nation. Um, the the human rights and and the, the the equality of different protected characteristics disabled as one but obviously sexuality and, and gender I think it's there as well I, I don't see why Australia couldn't be host this in the next um, well I would say fifteen to twenty years and I say that because I, I know they've named the next two hosts of 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 the World Cup um, I, I I just it's flabbergasted me they've never had it. Um, and I think it makes a lot of sense that they do. Um, I I think that going forward, I, I I just think there are certain countries that I don't think they should go and um, they couldn't equip themselves to host a tournament because they don't have the stadium. Irony is that Australia was the one everyone thought was going to win when Qatar got the World Cup. So like we could have been having this conversation in a very different way of why is Australia World Cup so accessible? Um, but sadly, that's not the case. It's, it's not. And, and, and same with, with America. I mean, America has hosted it in 94 and, you know, they, they were in the running between when Russia was going in for it. Although I think England was trying to go for the Russian uh, yep. tournament in 2018 and it was America and Australia against up against Qatar. And I don't think any, I think America was the forerunner at the time. Um, and then Qatar was chosen. <laughs> and we can spend in a different podcast as to why that may be also we don't have the lawyers at level playing field to go into that absolutely absolutely just look at the just look at a, a, a program on the netflix you can do you'll hear everything you want anthony thank you for talking to me mate and um i hope you enjoy arsenal on top of that christmas tree of the, that is the premier league uh right now uh yeah no, no jinx liam no li- no jinx thanks <laughs> um but yeah thank you for the time and uh, i'll talk to you soon enough cheers Thank you. Thank you to both Anthony and Ian for taking the time to talk to me. As I hinted with Ian, we will be following up this episode and we will look back at the World Cup that was. If you are in Qatar listening to this episode and would like to provide feedback, please visit our friends at Cafe and please drop them an email using the email address info at cafefootball.eu. That's it for this special episode. If you're going to a match day, have a good one. Till next time. Thank you.